Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Man, that was crazy. I don't want to, I don't even have an intro today. Uh, Chris, I don't even want to talk first. Chris, what just happened? Dude, I don't, hey, I'm going to pass it to the man who saw the damn game <laughs> in person. JB, what just happened? <laughs> well, SoFi Stadium, it was uh, kind of a wild night to be there. Definitely more Raiders fans and Rams fans. They were loud and uh, they are a unique breed. I was kind of scared there for a bit, but hey, you know, they were quiet at the very end. Baker Mayfield had quite the night and uh, pulled out the win. So pretty crazy. What jersey are you wearing? <laughs> I don't do the jersey thing, but yeah. <laughs> Were you wearing Rams shirts or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there wasn't very many people in, in blue and yellow, that's for sure. Not many. Yeah, so what was the um... – last uh drive like was it like you could hear a pin drop or or like how did that how does that work well i mean they started at the two yard line so 98 yard drive that's pretty improbable and you know there were penalties that kept the drive alive for the rams right when you have the the personal foul and the after the after the play of course you know you have ben skronik making that incredible uh catch and double coverage just going up and getting it and yeah the throw to van jefferson uh, maybe a questionable defensive coverage call by the Raiders to let him, you know, be one-on-one like that. But, wow, improbable. But against all odds, they got it done. Chris, what, what was your uh, feeling on Baker Mayfield? We haven't talked since this happened because it's happened so quickly. So uh, what were your feelings on Baker Mayfield before tonight? I know what they are after tonight. Yeah, they're, they're polar opposite. Um, It was – it, it was not really polar opposite. I knew that when we got him, he was immediately the best quarterback on our roster, but I would have never thought that one, he would play this much and play like this. Baker Mayfield will forever have my respect. <laughs> I have never seen anything like that. Even when we were losing on the last drive, I did not think we were going to win that game. And I was still like, this is one of my favorite Rams games that I've ever seen. Yeah. And then for it to end with a W the way that it did. Oh my God. I mean, obviously recency bias. I'm not going to say this is like a top five game. Ah, shit. <laughs> I mean, it. that was one of my favorite games that I've seen in a long time. Well, you know, let me let me add, you know, to give you some uh, more reason to put it in your top five. I mean, this has never happened in NFL history. NFL history, we just witnessed tonight. Whether you like Baker Mayfield, dislike Baker Mayfield, I mean, I don't, you, you can't, anything, anything he had done tonight, he would have gotten no slack, you know, he would have gotten uh, not no slack, he would have gotten no flack from anybody, you know, if he was terrible, Nobody would have been, this would have been his like, this was like his get out of jail free night. He could have done anything he needed to because he was so unprecedented for a guy to be starting. 
uh, two days after he got to the team. Plus he's Baker Mayfield. And then you get all of that going into Thursday night football, not even Sunday football, Thursday night football. You know, those there were throws there that were just like, oh, yeah, that one's sailing. That one's in the dirt. Oh, that's a miscommunication. Nothing that anybody could have gotten really mad at Baker Mayfield for because of the situation. So, you know, when it was uh, 16 to three, you thought, yeah, you know, well, what's amazing is if it wasn't for things that are outside of Baker Mayfield's control, the Rams would have had 16 points already, you know, that there were mistakes by not Baker Mayfield that cost the Rams points every single time, despite the fact of how new he was to the team and how unprecedented tonight was. Um, So all that stuff, Chris, I think, yeah, put it, you can put it in your top five because this was an NFL classic. That's why I said to you before, the only way I can explain it is the NFL came up with this story this week as some way to sell Thursday night football. Cause it's just so insane. Um, JB, as far as games that you've ever been to, where would you rank it? <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be up there. Yeah. I don't go to a lot of football games cause you know, I'm not in the same city as the Rams. I had to travel to be able to watch this one, but uh, it wasn't all pretty for Baker Mayfield, of course. Right. Maybe that after he got out of those scripted plays and he had to create on his own, uh, that opening drive out of the second half was pretty ugly missed a lot of throws even like screen type passes that uh, were off target so um, but he really got more comfortable as the game went on and wow what an incredible night for him and really elevated these young receivers in a way that uh, Rams quarterbacks just haven't done this year and it's not a knock on Matthew Stafford or John Wolford or anyone it's just uh, whenever you know things weren't going their way uh, you know the Rams quarterbacks weren't the didn't defy those problems in a way that Baker Mayfield did tonight Yeah, and, you know, just to clarify what Baker Mayfield did uh, on the final drive, like uh, Chris said or or JB said, there were penalties. All night it was like there were so many flags, so many mistakes by both teams. I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders, sorry, you continue to be a huge joke. I don't know how this keeps happening to you year after year after year after year, but, like, maybe it's because, I don't know, I mean, I'm I'm kind of a, an honest guy, so I've always kind of been like, I don't get why people keep the Derek Carr thing. I don't know. You know, how they came away with 16 points was only because of Derek Carr. So uh, that was part of it, too. Plus, you know, the Rams defense, we're going to get to them soon. But as far as Baker Mayfield, you know, I'm just so, like, thrilled to have watched such an interesting game uh, that the Rams won here. Um, but if Baker Mayfield – is bad next week and forever. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked or anything either. Uh, just an incredible uh, night. Uh, JB, you're, you, Chris wasn't on the Baker bandwagon necessarily before tonight, but uh, you were somewhat. Was that right? Well, I think it's just John Wolford, Bryce Perkins, not NFL caliber throwers, and bringing him in the building is a But in terms of, like, just your pre-Rams Baker Mayfield opinions. Yeah, I mean, I think he had three good years where he was a – top half of the league starter and he showed that ability tonight yeah so it's just uh and and you know like it was giving like both of you guys said it's giving these other guys around uh, a greater chance here um and the offensive line all the mistakes there uh just kind of a, an ongoing theme you know but another thing that i thought was uh interesting uh about tonight is you know jared goff Number one overall pick in the draft wasn't Sean McVay's pick. Sean McVay gets him. 
Jared Goff has some pretty good years and goes to a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, number one overall pick. McVay didn't pick him. Gets Matthew Stafford, saves him from a 12 years of Detroit and wins a Super Bowl. Baker Mayfield, number one pick. Not McVay's number one pick. Mentioned, you know, that they had met on a plane. Maybe if, you know, the circumstances were different, the Rams would have happily drafted Baker Mayfield. But he now has this, this night here, which is, we'll see how it goes here over the four, final four games. No question now who's the starter. Uh, but Chris, this success that McVay has with different quarterbacks is pretty notable, you know, because we tie so much of a head coach's success to his quarterback, even Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. So, you know, it's hard to say, well, was that the coach or the quarterback? Do you think McVay at this point, you know, can get some credit that with any quarterback, he can make it work? We did see him with undrafted free agents here uh, prior to this and kind of have that as another comparison. But what are your thoughts on McVay and, and just working with all these different quarterbacks? I mean, he's been shown to have pretty good initial success. Um after sometime after the middle of the season, I think it it's shown that he's the passing game has kind of dipped down. So yeah, he he's got pretty good initial success with a quarterback. This isn't something that I would expect to that we're gonna ride out and have a quarterback controversy or anything. Um, but he he's definitely the starter moving forward. We saw this is not an exaggeration. We saw more good throws from Baker Mayfield in this one game than we've seen out of both John Walford and Bryce Perkins since Matthew Stafford went down. This was an impressive night. I don't even want to talk about McVay too much. In all honesty, full disclosure, scoop here. I'm not talking about McVay's press conference tonight, okay? I'm talking about Baker Mayfield's press conference tonight. I want to give Baker Mayfield the credit because there's no way that that shit should have happened. Now, he did say that McVay and Liam Cohen and Matthew Stafford have been getting him geared up since, you know, he's landed. But no, man, this I have never I'm at a loss for words. But yeah, McVay can get a little credit tonight. Yeah, that's, that's how I felt when I, I wrote a little article on Turf Show Times after the game. Uh, just like, I don't know. I don't know. what I, I'm speechless. I don't know. I don't know what the heck just happened um, because I've been a pretty big, uh, what's the opposite of proponent, you know, opponent of uh, Baker Mayfield and his abilities and all this kind of thing. And, you know, uh, it's it was just thrilling. You know, I don't care if I was for a guy or against the guy. If he makes me excited to watch football, I'm for him. So uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, there was just this idea that for the Rams who had Thursday night football, who have Christmas Day football, who have New Year's Day football, you know, all these big football dates coming up. We just didn't want to watch John Wolford, you know, so it's just good to know that the Rams can not only compete with Baker Mayfield, but obviously they can win with Baker Mayfield. JB, what were your thoughts on Sean McVay and, and you know, the relationship to the quarterbacks? Well, I took some flack, you know, recently whenever I wrote about, you know, how many quarterbacks could have won the Super Bowl for the Rams a year ago and kind of went through the list of all those starting quarterbacks. And, you know, maybe you get to the point where maybe there's a dozen quarterbacks last year 
they could have got the Rams over the hump and just put an incremental improval improvement over Jared Goff and get the job done. And, you know, Sean McVay, maybe it's a plug-and-play type situation. It's not so much uh, about having the right guy in a franchise quarterback because uh, Sean McVay can really bring the best out of certain players. And uh, maybe Matthew Stafford, I know he did get the job done. He got the Rams a Super Bowl win, but maybe his best attribute in some ways that offseason was just that he was available in a way that Aaron Rodgers and others truly weren't. And the Rams had no chance to ever really acquire them. So, uh, you know, this is a good redemption arc for Baker Mayfield whether he is back as a backup next year or he just boosts his stock and another team thinks that, you know, he could be a starter or a you know insurance option for them. Uh, we're going to find out and time will tell, but uh, he's look, his stock's going up like a rocket right now. Yeah. That's another thing that I think I wrote earlier too, is just the uh, skyrocket situation. You know, this is a guy released to, yeah. Like if he, now he's got a clear opportunity to try and earn a starting opportunity uh, as a free agent next year over these next four games. And he could also choose uh, to stick with the Rams, you know, and accept that if he stays somewhere uh, that he is guaranteed to be a backup uh, in a good, with good coaching and, and good players around him, you know, whether he gets his opportunity with the Rams or with another team, I don't think it would hurt him to take those 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 games. You know, you could you could have a long look at Geno Smith restarting his career at 32. So you may not have to wait that long. Uh, but I think that there's really something to it. You know, I also have observed that this year we're seeing that all the teams that got new quarterbacks suck, and all the teams that had quarterbacks for at least three years, including like Geno Smith, even as a backup. Or Taylor Heineke, who's five one and one with Washington, uh, we're doing good. All the division leaders have uh, quarterbacks uh, with at least three years on their team. Five of the six wild cards have quarterbacks with at least three years on the team, and pretty much all the other teams, from the Colts to the Falcons uh, to the Rams, um, were doing really poorly. Uh, with only a few exceptions, like Aaron Rodgers, uh, these guys that have only been with their teams for one or two years. So I think it would help Baker Mayfield to just wait it out here. And I think the Rams could obviously use Baker Mayfield, uh, and we'll see how highly he's valued. Uh, Cam Akers had 12 carries for 42 yards and a touchdown, but he also had another fumble. I was kind of surprised to see how many touches that Cam Akers was getting on that second to last touchdown drive. Um, Chris, what were your thoughts there on the run game? Because Cam Akers, he does get the majority of the reps. He shows some good runs. And whatever reason, Kyron Williams um, is not going to replace him because he didn't really get any of those opportunities, maybe just a few, uh, after the fumble. Um, I'm just kind of, you know, a little expectant now of, of maybe a fumble here at this point. So what were your thoughts? Yeah, so full disclosure, like I told you, you know, didn't get a chance to watch the beginning of the game. Um, but did see the fumble and it was, it, it was an, it was such a disappointing fumble right when you cross into the red zone, you, yeah, damn it. I, I why do I still want to like Cam Akers, but 12 carries, 42 yards, three and a half per pop. I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing special going on right there. Um, 
we won the game by one point. He had a touchdown. So obviously he was critical to he was critical to to the win. So let's put some respect on his name there. But the fumbling is just it's a problem. Just like you said, you gotta expect a fumble every every other game at the most. You're gonna get you're gonna get a fumble out of Cam Akers at this point. Um, but I would love to see Kyron Williams get some more burn. Uh, only three carries, 19 yards, 6.3 a carry. I want to see Kyron Williams get some more burn, but he, he just may not be where he needs to be in the playbook yet to, to get that burn. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. JB, we saw, obviously, we were just uh, talking about Cam Akers. Uh, ben Skoranek, seven catches for 89 yards. Tutu Atwell, five catches for 50 yards. Van Jefferson, two catches for 44 yards and the touchdown. And uh, we saw a little bit of Austin Trammell with a five-yard catch there. And even a little bit of Bryson Hopkins. And I'm just sort of talking about how the last month here, without Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, um, just wanting to see if any of these receivers could be a part of the offense next season or and be big parts of the offense and i think obviously we're seeing that uh tutu atwell because he's going to be he's has such a special position it's not like anyone else can really do what he does anyway but definitely want to get him as a regular component of the offense but what are your thoughts on ben skoranek being the number two opposite of cooper cup next year uh, well, I don't love that for him. I, don't, I think he's, he's more of a wide receiver number four and rotating it as a fullback role too. But this was his best career game. And he also had that catch where he plucked it out of the dirt, uh, just inches off the ground, secured it. And then he re- had the recognition to know that he wasn't touched and got up and got more yards on the ground after the catch too. So I think that's a really big on his part. That catch on the final drive, absolutely incredible. I don't think we've ever seen that from him at any point. But and he's a big-bodied receiver. Uh, he's a pretty good athlete, better than you would expect. And, yeah, I mean, he really just showed his potential on that play. And, you know, one game with Baker Mayfield is better than anything he's ever had with any other quarterback before. So you wonder maybe there's just some natural chemistry there and Baker's willing to give him those shots. And, hey, even this game from Ben Skronik is better than a, any individual game Allen Robinson had this season. And what Tutu Atwell continues to do, he continues to expand that route tree and show that he's more than just a deep threat. And it's just a true mystery why he wasn't on the field until, you know, week 12 and 13, where he's getting a lot of run. Uh, he should have been out there at the very start of the season and, you know, with Cooper Cup, because I think those those two are very good compliments to each other, where if Atwell's opening things up by run, by being a decoy deep, Cup can work underneath and vice versa. So um, we'll see if the, in 2023 they can really form a, a formidable duo. Yeah, very uh, unclear what the – 
the the real reason uh, reasons there were for not giving Tutu Owl more opportunities early in the year. Uh, but you're right. I mean, that that catch out of the dirt, I had actually forgotten about for a second here. So I was also thinking about that bigger catch. Um, these were he Ben Skoranek wasn't even making the simple catches as a rookie. So, you know, that's another thing like not that there's ever good to have injuries, but clearly with Sean McVay far too often, he doesn't know what he's got. And he has these guys on the bench buried somewhere that, you know, he's just not even seeing or they're not getting the reps and they're just not necessarily being able to showcase what they can do. And, you know, in the NFL, you know, you might only get two or three years to prove yourself if, if that, um, and, you know, it's interesting to see, you know, guys like Ben Skronik, oh, if he has a really good game now, he's got four more opportunities, you know, it was a few years ago, the way that Tyler Higby just finished that season, uh, as that, as getting all those targets and, and he could put up a bunch of yards, you know, and obviously we haven't seen that Tyler Higby ever, you know, really again. And it was just those, it was just those circumstances that year. Um, but Maybe for Ben Skoranek, he could have a run like that and, you know, see what happens there if he can challenge Alan, Alan Robinson um, next season, if Alan Robinson, assuming he's around. What did you think of Ben Skoranek there in the second half, Chris? I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I, I agree with JB. There's some natural chemistry there. There's some natural chemistry there. I like it. I want to ship it. I want to see it more often. I want to. I want to see it again. I'm going to watch the game again. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I think that, and I think that JB is also right. I don't want to see him as our number two. But if we're forced to play him as such due to injuries next year, I'm not going to go into it with the same. Oh no! I went into it. This year, I'm going to go into it comfortable saying, OK, well, I know what I'm going to get out of him. You know, he may not blow the stat sheet up, but he's no longer the Ben Skoranek in my head that he actually was in his rookie year. That's gone. I'm never going to be concerned that I'm going to see that again. Uh, I'd be OK with him, you know, having a, a consistent role in the offense. Um I want to see what's going on with Lance McCutcheon. Why he needed to be part of this story tonight. That's what <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. see. I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I hadn't thought of that, um, which is probably just because it was such a crazy night from the beginning to the end. Uh, what did? Why did John Wolford start the game? Is that some sort of just like technicality or something? I don't get that. You know, I get that for – um, if they were in some sort of rotation or something like that, it's crazy. Uh, but let's talk about the defense because we got to give them their credit. Um, the first half, I was like, well, geez, if the offense wasn't hard enough, which surprisingly the offense is okay at times, the defense just isn't doing anything. I mean, the, it was very lucky there uh, to get that interception at the end of the half. It could have been 20 to three. Um, and that was after their a 73 yard drive for the Raiders. So that didn't necessarily look good. And then in the second half, 
The Raiders' drives went nine yards, eight yards, 31 yards, nine yards, and then the interception to end the game uh, there for Taylor Rapp. Um, but Bobby Wagner, the defense, you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey didn't get, uh, you know, Al Michaels said a few things about Jalen Ramsey in the first half. He didn't back that up in the in the second half, maybe. Um, JB, what were your thoughts there on the defensive performance of allowing only uh, two field goals after the first quarter? Well, Bobby Wagner was everywhere, and not a lot of teams have slowed down Josh Jacobs in a way that the Rams did tonight. And Bobby Wagner was an important piece of that, especially once Jacobs left for, uh, like, he had a wrist injury, I believe. And once he came back, he just wasn't the same runner. Um, Matt Collins was very effective in the running game. I think Michael Hoyt had some problems establishing that and setting the edge. But uh, the Rams rotated around with Keir Thomas and some others. And I think they really they really got that settled out. And Hoyt really uh, was impactful later in the game because he had the hit on Derek Carr that forced the Taylor Rapp interception too. So I think that's worth noting. But uh, playing quarterback, it's a losing game in the NFL. Uh, but Jalen Ramsey keeps making it harder and harder to defend him whenever he does this week after week. But he was going against one of the very best in Devontae Adams today. And uh, I guess you expect Adams to win. But and the way he did it was just uh, – it had to be pretty upsetting for Jalen Ramsey uh, whenever he got the defensive pass interference penalty and Adams still made the one-handed grab. So uh, you just hate to see that for him. Yeah, I mean, that was a that was an insane catch by Adams. You know, obviously with the pass interference, it, it made it kind of moot um, for, for Ramsey. Uh, but certainly as far as the catch goes, you go like, well, if you're Devontae Adams, then I guess you're Devontae Adams. And really that was the offense, three catches for 71 yards. I mean, Devontae Adams caught three passes and the Raiders needed points. You know, it wasn't there was those those times where you thought, yeah, if this was a shootout, maybe the Raiders could put up more points and they don't feel threatened maybe by by the Rams because they only weren't doing so much uh, there. But very interesting to, to see how this happened because it also happened without Aaron Donald. You're going up against Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and you don't have Aaron Donald. So that was another factor into it. Chris, what were your thoughts on the defense? You know, I've been an advocate, uh, a defender of this defense. Um, I feel like all season long, uh, they continue to do what they do, keep the offense in games. And this time, they finally got a little bit of offense when it was really needed. Um, Josh Jacobs didn't go over 100 yards, if I'm going to let me let me double confirm yeah josh jacobs went under yeah ooh, yeah right there 99 yards beautiful Devontae adams under 100 yards 71 yards if you can do that to the raiders offense then and then throw in two interceptions from Derek carr you should win you should win they didn't sack him they didn't need to those interceptions heavily outweigh sacks any day of the week it, it, it was a good performance, and like I said, I didn't see the first half, but I saw the score going up in the first half, and I, on record, as to saying that I thought the Raiders were going to blow this one out, you know, and as I was watching the scores this first half, I thought that it was trending that way. As soon as I turned the TV on, I was like, well, I'm not seeing what I saw, uh, what I expected to see. The Raiders look like they're struggling. The defense said, no, we're not, not again. 
not again. We're going to do it for Baker. We, we, we're going to do this for Baker. And it happened. I cannot, I still can't believe this happened that way. But yeah, the, <laughs> the defense, the defense did what they've been doing all year for the most part, playing good enough to keep the offense in games. Like everyone, I'm sorry, I got to say this one more thing. Everyone's talking bad about the defense. Think of all the defensive performances all year, in, it, with the exception of Buffalo. Buffalo was just going to be a beatdown regardless. But put a mid-level offense with this defense this year, and they're probably in playoff contention. The team is probably in playoff contention. Yeah. This defense has been let down by the offense. This defense, again, did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, you look at the uh, way that the defense, because it wasn't just that the Raiders, you know, um, were struggling. You know, it's also the the fact that it was crazy is that the the Raiders, you were right, they could have been pulling away there um, based on how things were trending in the first half. Like I said, that it just felt like they weren't ha- going to have trouble moving down the field in the first half. And yet it felt like at halftime, it should have been at least tied, you know, between the fumble by Cam Akers, um, between uh, the, all the craziness on the Rob Havenstein holding penalty then led to the Coleman Shelton penalty that pushed the Mackey attempt to 61 yards you know, all these things where it's like, man, this is actually a close game, but the Rams are losing by two scores because they just keep getting in their own way. It's not even like what the Raiders are doing, you know? So it was like between the coaching and, you know, Baker Mayfield's performance and some of those catches made by uh, Rams offensive players and the the way that the defense had uh, held everything together, definitely it's like, how could this be the most complete game for the Rams all season long after um, they've lost all these players? You know, it's just so improbable to see it that happen this way. Um, and, you know, it gives us reason for some more optimism um, with the Packers next Monday night, like next, next Monday night. So uh going to be a long 11 days until and it's a lot of time for baker mayfield to get prepared for that so jb how do you um sort of feel about the packers game you know now is is it sort of just a high of a crazy win or do you think that you saw a team that you know could now start competing a little bit more no absolutely i think this offense it could be the best it's been all season so far and that's it's a pretty low bar you have to clear but as chris mentioned this defense is going to keep you in games especially against, you know, the Packers offense doesn't actually light the scoreboard up. Christian Watson has really been a big development for them as a rookie. He's really coming on strong, and he's pretty much their entire offense. So if you find a way to slow him down and take away the big play, uh, as, if you get any production from this offense, if you can score, get to that 20-point mark, uh, you're going to be, you know, in this game till the final moments. So it's just on the offense to really produce at any meaningful level. So, uh this is going to be exciting to watch a lot of primetime games coming up and all eyes are on Baker Mayfield. And we, we finally have something fun to talk about with this team. Yeah. I mean, that's when something I always try to emphasize is a lot of people talk about um, analytics or the salary cap, or I don't want this guy because of this reason of the, how much money he costs, or I don't want to use a first. And sometimes they're just like, do you like being entertained? 
How about just let's want to be entertained? How about the part where I just like watching football and I don't I don't really care how much the guy makes or I don't care what his you know draft status is. I just want players who I like to watch play. So that was entertainment tonight. Chris, do you see something here that uh, this entertainment can roll uh, here in the final four games? I don't see why not. You know, we don't have any juggernauts left on the schedule. Um, I think, <laughs> oh my goodness, this is going to be so fun to watch as long as Baker Mayfield doesn't get knocked out behind this offensive line who still allowed him to get pummeled, still got sacked four times. So, you know, we've got it. We've gone. Someone needs to get on Baker. Stop headed butting people with their helmets on. Just stop head butting people, period. So, you know, there are things I'm concerned about, but I'm not going to even think about them because I'm just excited about what may happen. You know, this was fun. This was fun. Now, there's something to be said when there is absolutely no pressure. Just like you said, he had a free pass tonight. Next week, there's there's going to be expectations now. So let's see what you do when we expect you to lead us to victory. Because it's going to be a different, it's a whole different mindset. He's he's. It was impressive tonight, and I don't want to take anything away from it, but I can't sit here and say that he's going to rattle off a win streak. I'd like to say it but he's definitely going to give us a better chance than what we had. Yeah, man. You talk about the, uh, you know, the schedule as well. And, and yeah, the Packers are an interesting team. You know, you got Matt LaFleur as the head coach. So obviously he's got familiar familiarity with Sean McVay and then Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, obviously uh, familiar with Sean McVay, but what they're not familiar with is Sean McVay with Baker Mayfield. So that's just such a different element uh, in the Packers defense. I'm surprised that they've not been very good. You know, that was something that I thought was going to be their strength going into the season with all that talent they have. But their last three games really have all been bad defensive performances. Um, and now they've got they're on a bye. So they've also got the extra time. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup there because it's like nobody really knows. Just like tonight, that was nothing. Nobody really knows what to expect. Maybe with Baker and the Raiders, they they should have or they could have you know known kind of what to expect. Um, but yeah, like it was as you guys were saying, uh, some of the best throws we've seen by any Rams quarterback all year, including Matthew Stafford. So that part of it, it just makes it more exciting moving forward to just know uh, the Rams could potentially um move the ball uh <clears throat> jb uh any other coaches or play i want to make sure this is like an award ceremony where i feel like i just won best picture so is there anyone else that i forgot to thank i can't think of any at this point i mean michael hoyt continues to develop an edge rusher it's fun to watch i think he struggled a little bit in the run game today but uh, he helped seal the win in a big way and it's really fun to watch in the last three weeks and Maybe the Rams have a key rotational piece of edge rusher going into 2023. It's kind of like finding $20 in your pocket that you didn't know you had. <laughs> um, and Chris, what about you? I know that I've, I've got the uh, the statue, the little statue in my hand, but who did I forget to thank? Dude, uh, the Carolina Panthers. 
Great point. Great point. <laughs> Thank you, Carolina. We appreciate it. Uh, you came over here, LA, earlier, gave him a tour. He liked it, and he, we brought him back. Thank you, Carolina Panthers. That's really uh, the fact that they released him uh, at this juncture is also just so fascinating um, because uh, it was just such great timing for the Rams, you know, and the NFL. Like you guys say, we got primetime games coming up. So and this was a primetime game. So it it makes people tune in. um, And and that was definitely delivered more than just uh, hype. You know, there was something else to it. Ernest Jones, interception, Taylor Rapp, interception, um, Greg Gaines all over the field as well. And uh, I don't know what Jalen Ramsey's night really worked out at, to be honest with you, but it seems like if Devontae Adams has three catches and one of them is this insane one-handed grab and he's Devontae Adams, that's that's fine by me, you know, whoever's covering him. So uh, all that stuff to go out there. Uh, maybe, you know, Liam Cohen, you know, I don't know what your job is really, but uh, you haven't had a good year with the fans, I think. So that probably helps, you know, given how ridiculous tonight was in the assignment. So Liam Cohen, uh, who, by the way, someone from uh, Kentucky asked me uh, to talk about Liam Cohen because he's like, I think maybe uh, we'll hire him as the head coach. <laughs> Because he was at Kentucky, um, so who knows if maybe you know, Liam Cohen is going to leave the Rams uh, for college or not. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all I have to say about uh, Rams Raiders. JB, final uh, final words. I just think Sean McVay and Baker Mayfield is a match made in heaven, and uh, he's definitely worth keeping around. Matthew Stafford's health concerns are just you know whether it's the elbow or his spinal contusion or concussions. You're going to like having that insurance policy around, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So we'll see where this thing goes. Chris, final words? Uh, yeah, got to keep Baker around. Uh, he's not a fan of the number 17, so he'll probably be changing that in the offseason. Um, this is probably not that we had a chance. It's long gone, but Odell's definitely not coming back. Yeah. And also, uh, just thanks, Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I can't believe truly. this. Truly. I mean, is there another organization out there that uh seems to screw up more quarterbacks than the Carolina Panthers? Uh hopefully, you know, for the Rams at least, uh continues to give us something else to watch and potentially maybe a couple more wins here. Cause as I say, it's just always better to win. It's always better to win. You never want to lose. It's almost better that the Rams don't have to worry. It's not better, but it's a little bit better that at least people don't have to worry about, Oh, I hope the Rams lose for that number one draft pick or whatever. So at least we don't have to deal with that part of it. Nobody's worried about the draft pick and we can just root to win. So We'll see what happens uh, in 11 days uh, when the Rams take on the Packers in Green Bay on Monday Night Football. That's it for the Rams. Instant reaction show, turf show time. Subscribe somewhere.